Welcome to season two. <laughs> uh, mainly because I don't know what number we're on because Star Wars month really threw me for a loop. I don't even know if we should count those. So it's 2020. Let's just call this season two. Season two. Here we go. Because what's funny is on the uh, hosting website that we use to distribute this podcast, they actually ask if there's a season and which episode are you on. You can ignore that. But this whole time I'm just like, one, because <laughs> screw it. I can do whatever I want. Right. So, and right before we hit the microphones, I'm like, what episode are we on? Screw it. We're in season two. <laughs> it is decided. Good call. All right. So, uh, it, it's been about, what, three weeks since we've been since we've been gone? Maybe uh, two? We missed last week, so we, we you know. Was it just last week or yeah. was it the week before? It was just last week. Oh. See, I have no concept of time because I was on vacation. And I thought it was a lot longer than it yeah, was. Florida sucked it out of you, didn't it? It really did. <laughs> so this is the Press Play Podcast. I'm Ian. And I'm Seth. And we're back. And I know that Star Wars Month is over, mm-hmm. but while we were away, The Mandalorian ended. So now we have to talk about this as a whole. Yes, we do. And this, I will say this right now. This is not... A series I wanted to talk about on this show at all because I didn't want to watch it. I was just, I was, I felt like Star Wars at this point in my life had become more of an obligation than an enjoyment. I get that, yeah. So I, I, I didn't want to get sucked into the Mandalorian, but you know, peer pressure from literally everyone that had seen it, mm-hmm. and just the the reviews and the memes, the memes, my God. <laughs> It's taken over the internet. Man. Yeah, and they're still going strong, but I'm like, all right, I, I'll give it a shot. I watched the first episode, and here we are, eight episodes I, later. I waited until uh, those three episodes have been released. No, four episodes have been released, I think, and uh, went over to a buddy's house after work, and we watched all four of them, and holy crap. Uh, I was intrigued right away. Yeah, it, Th- this is, this, it started th- off very well. It did. The series is just different enough that it – it doesn't tie into my Star Wars fatigue, if you will. Yeah, and I like that. You know, it's put on a platform where I'm not in any hurry to watch it. I can mm-hmm. like if it, if it comes out, a new episode came out today. It didn't, but like let's say a new one came out today, I can watch it whenever the hell I want. Right. Not like Star Wars, the movies where you've got to be there opening weekend, otherwise everyone and their mom's going to talk about it, and you're the only one that doesn't know. <laughs> But this one, I'm actually surprised at how many people kept quiet. Oh yeah, there wasn't there wasn't really a whole lot to spoil. I mean, the memes were basically just Baby Yoda, mm-hmm. so you could you could figure out that he was in it. But as far as the show that you know people talk about, you can't really spoil a whole lot because there's. I wouldn't say this is the this is the, this is the one thing that I didn't care for about the Mandalorian. It's very simple. It is. It's, it's it's it has an overarching uh, serialization to it, but it's basically an episodic show. Kind of. It in the middle it is, mm-hmm. and then the the first two and the last two episodes kind of bring it all yeah. bring it all home. Episodes four, five, and six are your. I would call them filler. I really because I watched it all again today, uh-huh. and those three episodes. Uh I just. They don't match the show. They match the tone of the show, which I think the show handles very well. It does do that, but I agree with you about them being filler because when I watched episode four, which was the one where 
He's on this planet, and the natives recruit mm. him to fight off uh, this giant uh, Imperial Walker or whatever. Yeah. Before, that was filler in a show with only eight episodes. Yeah. You don't have room for filler. You don't. Before we delve deep, because I do want to talk about episode four. I really do. Okay. Um, but the whole premise of the show is, it's, you know. It's nothing the, new. The Mandalorian's been sent on a bounty to capture this asset. It's a 50-year-old ref- or whatever it is. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. They uh well you don't that you don't know yet no, but you don't. when he gets there you know you see him start to have a change of heart because he's not gonna kill a kid so he you know takes, so he takes care of it those first three episodes were I watched them again today and like I said it was just intriguing um I was excited I cared about what was happening yeah um, the empire still feels like a threat even though they were disbanded oh that and especially later on in the show oh yeah they're still they're they're still such a presence. There's, yeah. still, there's still chaos going. Just because the Emperor's dead doesn't mean anything. No. The war's still going on. But uh, I And I, I agree, but one thing I really like about the show is that it has a tone that I very much think is kind of... I can't think of the word, but basically everything that goes on around basically Mando, I understand what he's feeling, even though you never see his face. And, and that says something for the writing and the directors. Yes. you have to know how to direct that mask. Yes, that's what I mean, because he never takes it off, but you somehow know what he's feeling, and mm-hmm. he, but he doesn't tell you. It's all in what's going on. Exactly. And I, I find that very, very well done. That was, that was great cinematography. The only, only, only other piece of anything I've ever seen that with that was done successfully was V. Yes, exactly. And I was thinking that, too, when I was watching, because I watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, yeah, this is pretty much comparable to that in the sense that, you know, even though you never see V's face, he, you know exactly what's going on. Yeah, you with know exactly him. what he's feeling. Yes. Uh, then again, he was a lot more vocal he was. than, he, than he Mando had, is. He had more expression in his voice. He had he, Because Mando is just a he, – he's monotone. Yeah, he's all about attitude. Yes, Walking into a room and knowing that he owns it. Yes. <laughs> every single room he walks into. Every time. And that's, like I said, this show started off very well because the, the first thing that you see doesn't have anything to do with the overall plot. Mm-mm. It just shows you that this guy is a badass and he they want you to know that. Yes, absolutely. And they convey that very well. Uh, they waste no time with him getting into, you know, just showing everybody exactly who he is and what he's about. And I my, but I, I and I really wish that they would have spent less time filling and more time diving into the Mandalorians. Yes, me too. I, that's that's a huge issue I have with the show. And now that uh, you know, well, we'll get to it later. But you know, the end of the season, I don't think we're going to get that. Probably not. Not not like we want to. Um, which you know, it's fine. You know, it's I don't, fine, I don't want but- them, I don't want them to fill my head cannon, but. Well, I don't want headcanon. I want backstory on the on the Mandalorian's creed. They're interesting. I don't. Yeah. By the way, when uh, he's sitting there getting his armor made, and it shows you flashbacks, I could give a shit. I don't care. Dude, but I want to know more about them as a people. There, there's a certain. There's a, there's a few things that could have been moved around, right? In the storytelling, and like in the in the last episode, you get 
that little flashback of him after he says, "No, it's not a it, the Mandalorians aren't a, uh, a race or a creed." Yeah, <clears throat> it shows that whole flashback that. of him and being uh, saved be, by Mandalorian. That should have been yeah. the first scene of the fucking series. I don't. I wouldn't say the first scene <clears throat> of the series, but that should yeah, no the opening, and then we just get into whatever. And I'm I, I I can see why you think that, and that's that's not a bad place for it, but. It's also not a bad place for it right where it is. Just don't show the flashbacks in the earlier episodes where they don't show you anything. No, they, they don't. They show you nothing. I, I, I said it before when I, when I watched them for the first time that the the placement of those flashbacks when he's getting his armor made, it looks stupid. Yeah, it's very. I think it's dumb. Like, like, just take those out, make him just sit there and watch. We don't have to see where he came from because you're going to tell us later in a scene that it actually does it way better mm-hmm. because, like I said, they don't show you anything. They just see, they just show you people getting shot at and you're, you can obviously assume that the kid is him because you, you hear what, you hear the, the term foundling right. and your brain can piece it together, but I just think that. If you're going to show us absolutely nothing, then don't tell us. Yeah, you don't get much from it. Not at all. You get nothing. You get no, it's just it's just a flashback and it's 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 what I was saying about putting it at the beginning. My point is that it, where they have these scenes is not a good place for them. No. It it, it, it kills the pacing. It takes you out of it kind of cuz it took me out of the show. It did because nothing's going on and nothing important or relevant is happening. Mm-hmm. But I understand what you're saying. The very first scene, you see the, the the people getting shot at and the Mandalorian saving this kid, and then you go to the ice planet. Yeah, where it's just uh, starting the exact same way. Just yeah. have that in the beginning, and I'd be, that'd be that'd be fine. But I understand what you. But I think we both agree on the flashback thing. Yeah, yeah I think it was. Do. I think it was dumb. Anyway, I think we agree on the first three episodes. They're very well done. Uh, oh yes, the 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 the, the focus is there. Uh, on the story, and when we get to episode four, is when we start to lose focus a little bit. And I know what they're trying to do; they're paying homage to that old series of something Cub. Uh, it's an old samurai series. I don't know what that is. Um, it's basically it's, it's basically this guy that's taking a kid around. And they go on little adventures. Oh, um, so they're paying homage to that, but you can still do that without ripping it off. You know what I mean? Because once yeah. we get to this village, I thought it was going to go one direction, and then they went completely in the most cliche direction they could have. Yeah, I remember watching episode four for the first time, and as soon as he said, "We'll they can't fight, we'll teach them to fight, I out loud, I'm by myself. <laughs> and I out loud went, oh, God. <laughs> Because you see this situation all the time. Yeah, and how long do they teach them? Four hours? Yeah, it happens everywhere. I think. I mean, it's in Mulan, Burn Notice, The Fall of Sam Axe. So many other movies and TV shows have done this. Oh, so you have... It's a, in Men in Tights, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, <laughs> you have a weaker superior force, and you have the expert that's going to teach them how to fight. We get it. Yeah. They that did it in Walking Dead. And when... My God. When they show the, the walker... And it's got red eyes. Jesus. <laughs> it growls. That was silly. I laughed. It growled and I laughed. And how I couldn't d- believe they did that. And what did they use to defeat him? Ewok tactics. Ewok tactics. Because <laughs> we dug a hole. We dug a hole. The machine <laughs> fell in the hole. The end. 
Yeah, that episode, I remember that, that watching entire, it. And people were defending him like, it's not good. No, it's not. I, I think people are split on that one, but you and I agree. Like, most people I talk to love it. Other people, they hate it. But I remember saying, this next episode had better be great to save that. Yeah. Or I don't know... I don't know if I can if I can stick around. No, the, five brought me back in. Five was the uh, prison break scene. Was no, 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 it? that's episode that? six. Five is the gunslinger, where the uh, uh, the guy's trying to get into the guild. Yes, that one was very well done. I liked that a lot. Uh, I not not a whole lot to say about it though, because it come back to it. It, it ultimately came back to the kid. Yes, it did. It, it, and had, I, and it I, had focus. And I very much enjoyed that they were on a place that was familiar to us. Yeah. Because they were on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's things like that that are fan service that aren't obvious and kind of stupid. Well, yeah, because, I mean, these are established settlements in this universe. Exactly. So, of course, they're going to go there. Mossossi's a big spaceport. It just happens to be on the outer rim, and it's dangerous. Yeah, where criminals can hide, like right. the one they were tracking. And I like that they didn't just make up a whole other planet for that. Take us somewhere we know, just so mm-hmm. we can be like, oh, I've been here before. It's nice and cozy. Yeah. It's cool. But uh, let me get to... Uh, I, I very much enjoyed this episode because of, you know, the just the arrogance of this this kid that wants to be a bounty hunter mm-hmm. and him mando just you know having to just deal with him and try to teach him how to you know how to be a good bounty hunter and then he just basically just throws it all away and i f- you feel when he betrays him once once again like i said you feel what mando is feeling under the mask you do you absolutely do and when especially whenever he walks up and he finds him he's he's got the woman and the kid Oh yes, and, and, and by throws the down way, his weapon, but of no, course he's got a backup plan. Of course he has a backup plan, but no, that this I think this episode shocked me the most when I realized, the, okay, Disney's not playing around because I think this is the I can't think about one, two, or three, four is out, <laughs> but I think this is the one that had the the my first what the fuck moment. When, when he shot her, yeah, when he when she's telling the the, the fugitive they're hunting. Tells this this kid that he uh, Mando is a is basically a fugitive as well. His armor alone is worth more than I am, and the package he's carrying will make you a guild legend. And I think, okay, they're going to work together. No, he shot her straight in the stomach. Oh yeah, and I went, what the whoa whoa! I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. I was I was expecting a double cross team up and. Where the three guns and yeah, you know. but no, they just took that out of the equation. I'm like, Disney's not playing. No, and that's a good thing because I didn't because that's what I thought too. I thought everybody's going to betray everybody and they're all going to go their separate ways. No, t- be unpredictable, Roger Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> no, they 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 uh they completely out of left field with it, and it was justified because yes. you you got why he did it. He didn't just do it for the fuck of it. Yeah. And as soon as he did it, yeah, you were in shock, but then you you understood. Yep. So, and he didn't have to explain himself in a in a evil mustache twirling monologue. Mm-mm. No, you got it. Nah, he was just yeah. You just told me to be selfish, so guess what? I'm gonna be selfish. Exactly. Oh man. And then the prison break scene. Yeah. The or the prison, prison break episode. I think might be in my top three favorite episodes. I like it a lot. Yeah, um, it has nothing to do with the story at all. No, it's just out of out of the non-linear episodes. This one's my favorite. Yeah, 
I very much enjoyed episode five, but episode six with the prison break and Bill Burr. <laughs> I mean, he he did a good job, but I mean, <laughs> you can't I, not I, see him. I as can't Bill not Burr. see Bill Burr. I know exactly what you mean because I knew, I knew before the show started that Bill Burr was going to be in this show, and it still surprised me. Like, it's Bill Burr, <laughs> and then as the episode goes on, I'm just, I can't take him seriously. It's so hard. But no, I, I, I can take him seriously, no, I, but I, it's just Bill Burr. Yeah, it's Bill Burr in Star Wars. That's all. <laughs> I, 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 I knew what his character was all about, but at the same time, I'm just like, that's Bill Burr with uh, Blaster. I'm just glad they didn't say, hey, you're a comedian, go ha-ha. They yeah. didn't do that at all. He had, he, he, he had a couple good lines, like uh, when well, he was like, I'm not a, I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise-ass. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was great. That's, that's, that's what you want in your Bill Burr character. Yeah. And I, I, I very much in, like this. Was it, what are you a gungan under there? <laughs> that was funny. Yes, and this this episode had great makeup, mm-hmm. great special effects. Because uh, I didn't I didn't know this until after the episode. I had to look it up. the The guy that was playing the uh, the devil character that's Clancy Brown. Yeah, which I I didn't know that because I I couldn't tell. The makeup was fantastic. I saw his I saw his, uh, his name in the credits, and I was like, "Where were the f- oh uh, Lex Luthor, yeah, Mister Krabs, uh, other so places." That's who he was. Yeah, he's he's all over the place, and I loved the the action in this episode. It was really great when uh, they think Mando abandoned them, and he just c- comes around and just takes droids out left and right. Awesome. I loved the double cross. I loved. You know the, the quadruple ten- cross. The quad- yeah, I love the tension in, um, I guess the the bridge or whatever you want to call it, where you know they all got guns pointed and they don't want to kill the only officer on board. But the oh yeah 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 that was that was great tension because I had no idea which way it was gonna go, and then it then they killed him too. Yeah, exactly. Another what the fuck moment. <laughs> but it was it was a great one. And it was at, an exciting episode. It was it was it had a satisfying ending. Oh yeah, um, very satisfying because uh, you know everybody gets their comeuppance, and you you know that uh, three of those people are still alive because he left them in a cell, and then the, everybody else he basically just blew up with another great fan service, X Wings. Yeah, I liked that very much. Like I said, Rise of Skywalker, and even sometimes. Last Jedi and Force Awakens, their fan service was too over the top and bludgeoning. It was on the nose. Yeah, the subtle is fun. The subtler the better. Oh, exactly. Especially in Star Wars. But uh, okay, so where where are we? Episode seven. Yeah, seven. Go ahead. This is uh, where this is where we get back into the story. He finally, yeah, uh, grief. Carl Weathers. We're gonna just call him Carl Weathers. That's his name to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, basically calls him back and said, "Look, the Empire's taking refuge here. They've taken over. We need you back here. Bring the baby as bait, and we'll kill him, and then we'll both get what we want." And I, I very much enjoyed that. This, come on, you're not dumb. You know that this is a double cross. Mm-hmm. But I like that he goes anyway. Well, he, he, he kind, of, he, he. You see him think about it, and he's basically like, "I have no choice. They're going to keep coming." That's true, but he also, you know, he brings uh, whatever the hell her name is. Uh, I, I don't know her name, but I just know that I... I the, we, the shock trooper, Gina yeah. Carano? What was her name? Gina Carano. Yeah, I, I didn't know her name. I knew she was in Deadpool, mm-hmm. uh, and even then I'm like, we should have children together. 
Yeah, she was in Deadpool. She was also in another in an, uh, another film called Haywire. I didn't see that one. It was her first uh, cinematic outing. It's okay. Yeah, she it had Michael a, Fassbender in it. She is a gem, and she is everything that women should hope to be. <laughs> no, she did a Call good me. job, for the most part. She has a she has a, especially in episode four. She's got a couple lines where she's open fires. Yeah, that but that was just a bad episode yeah. in general. But she definitely brings it. I feel like more in these last two episodes. She does because, and we've said this before. Uh, uh, even even a great actor can't save bad writing. This is true. Uh, so yeah, I I I I, I like that they brought back the uh, the uh, bounty droid because I was very okay with seeing what all he could do because I think in episode one him fighting was probably my favorite part of the entire episode because it was just so cool. Oh yeah, the way he moved. Yeah, is he a puppet? Is he a puppet too? I th- I'm pretty. St- I don't think he's a puppet. I'm pretty sure he's like three PO, where he has his own. He has his own thoughts. He just you know. No, he- no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, like, like you know. Is, oh, is, I don't is know. It CGI? Is it a puppet? Is it a? It's I, definitely a mixture. Yeah, I don't know that for sure, but because there's so- a lot of really, really good looking practical effects in this. Series. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna bring up later. But since you brought it up, I am so happy that they decided to make Baby Yoda a puppet. Yes. and not CGI. He's CGI in places where he has to be. Yeah. But anytime they're like really interacting with him, he's there. Yes. Which makes a huge difference. Yeah, because, I mean, it it makes a difference when, especially in the prequels, where it's obvious that they're not looking at anything. Mm -hmm. But it's also a lot of fun when you have somebody, you have have something that's, that's a toy being talked to by a guy whose eyes you can't see. So you could have made it CGI all you wanted. You could have. Because you can't see his face. You don't know where he's looking. But just the fact that they did it anyway was... I feel like that was fan service in itself. Because everyone Making hated... Making him a puppet, yeah. Yeah, because everyone hated CGI Yoda. And he's 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 an animatronic. It's, it, oh my god. Yeah, he The was way great. this thing moves around and... Can just convey the emotion it can convey. I can't believe what they achieved with this. Yeah, and that was that was when he when he was you know his when his eyes and he was just looking around grabbing stuff. That was a puppet, but when he's you know walking around eating frogs, CGI because you can't right because you got to do it that way. But I I absolutely commend Disney for that. I I, I do as well. I, I commend Favreau for that. Yes, I I as a whole like just mm-hmm. the whole team. So I'm just saying Disney. I'm yeah. I'm not going through the credits. <laughs> But, and I, I am okay with the fact that they did this. Uh, at the end of episode seven, they killed Nick Nolte. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how okay with that I was because he, he. I liked his character just fine, but the decision to kill him off, I'm like, oh, right on. Yeah, y'all don't give a fuck. No, they don't. You had a catchphrase machine right there, and you killed him. I spoke. Applaud, <laughs> applause. I love it. Well. I mean, there's only so much of his catchphrase that you can hear before you're like, "Kill him!" <laughs> and so this is when, and we've known that Baby Yoda can lift things with the Force. Yeah. But this is where we first see Force healing, not Rise of Skywalker. This is where we saw it first. Yes. Depending on when you saw what, we saw it on The Mandalorian first, and I swear to God, when we watched Rise of Skywalker, I'm like, those motherfuckers, they knew they they did that on purpose. They because, did do that on purpose. Because they did not release this episode on a Friday. Nope. They released it on a Wednesday. 
so that you could watch it the day before Rise of Skywalker came out. You motherfuckers. <laughs> Well done. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at the Mandalorian for this because I don't. I don't know why. I think I just like this show a lot. I think it's because I like this show more than Rise of Skywalker that I'm willing to forgive the well, out because, of nowhere force healing well, that no the, one even taught Baby Yoda. By the way, at least you can understand that Ray learned it from the books. No one taught Baby Yoda this. Well, that's debatable. Well, the because force has to he's be learned. fifty years old. He had to have come from somewhere. They haven't had him for fifty years. You know what I mean? He's just been kidnapped. We don't I, know. We don't. We don't know when or whatever. But it's and if they want to get and if they want to get into uh, how where he's been for fifty years, by all means, dedicate a good 10, 15 minutes to it. I don't mm-hmm. care because I like that we know nothing and he's fifty. And yes, Yoda was nine hundreds, and the bounty droid makes a lot of sense. Species age differently, but if you want, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind showing where he came from because I already know where the Mandalorian came from. So show me Baby Yoda, whose name we'll never know. We'll probably get that towards the end of the second season, maybe because that's implied that he's going to go searching for his planet. Now, I I very much enjoyed Baby Yoda as a character. Mm-hmm. It was fun because he wasn't always around. He just kind of, you know, was in maybe... He, he was maybe, there when he needed to be Yeah, there. like maybe five minutes each in in, in every episode. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a perfectly perfect amount to put him in this. I don't know if I want him in season two as far as him still being around and being a liability because then it's just more of the same stuff. If that makes mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. So if you're going to teach him some stuff, that's fine, but I don't want him to constantly be running and protecting because we already got that in this season. I need more with Baby Yoda. If you're not going to give it to us, then something's got to change with him. I think something will. Okay. I think so. I, hopefully some time has passed. But I get- don't know how much time can pass because we don't know anything about that. I mean, he's 50 years old and he looks like this. How much time can pass before time you know, it starts wearing on Mando. Right. You know what I mean? He's not. I don't think. I don't think he's just going to grow up in, uh, in a in a couple of well, years. I'm, well, I mean, you know, even though a couple of years has passed, I'm talking about him. You know, all of a sudden he's a teenager. Yeah. But, like you Groot. Know, you know, they've they've got more of a dynamic, and you know, it, it could be it could still be fun. I wouldn't mind him, at least in season two. If you're not going to give us anything, at least let him speak. Yeah, a little bit. I'd, I'd be okay, speak a I'd be okay bit. with him l- learning how to speak so he can actually communicate. Yeah. Because right now, it was cute for eight episodes, but if you're just going to give us more of the same, then you're kind of beating a yeah, dead do we, horse. Do we really need another season of, of Goo Goo's and Gaga's and Yeah, that's nuggets? what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I All right. So, where were we? Episode it seven. Was, okay. When it ends, holy, what a cliffhanger. Oh, it was a great cliffhanger because they killed Nick Nolte and the Empire's now got the kid. And come to find out that the these Empire sympathizers or former generals or whatever these people are, they're not friendly to one another. No. Because in comes this other guy who is clearly way more powerful than the guy that we've known this whole time. Yeah, he's a moth. I don't know what that means. Grand Moff Tarkin in oh. uh, Star Wars? Sure. It's the same rank. Oh. He was just like the head head guy. I got you. It's like general and colonel or something, but yeah, he's up there. He's up what there. What's his right? name? Moff Grand Moff. He's uh, Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. Okay, so he shows up, and he's by the wonderful Giancarlo Esposito. 
Oh god, love he that guy. It. Yeah, he killed it. One episode. If one episode's all we got of this guy, that's fine. Even though we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> so, cliffhanger. Everyone's cornered, and they've got Baby Yoda. And then episode eight shows up, and I. I th- some people had a problem with this. A, a, a personal friend of ours had a problem with this. I did not, because he said they dedicated way too much time to those stormtroopers that were just sitting there waiting on the speeder bikes. I disagree. I when I watched it again, it, they they only do it for like three or four minutes. I, it, it's not that it long. It feels more like five, but it shows you like yeah, this is. Pretty much what I assume stormtroopers are doing when yeah. nothing's happening, because which is, which, you never see it, and it no. was so good to see. It, yeah, it was kind of nice. Like it's, that, that was that was because again, this this is straight up. This is straight up fan service, but yeah. it's done in such a way where it doesn't feel pandering. Yeah, like because they're they just they see a can or whatever and they try to shoot it and they I lost and my... they miss. I loved that. I did too. That was so freaking funny. Yeah, that was fan service and that was a plus, by the way. And oh my god, punching baby Yoda! How dare you! I hard. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The first time he punched it, I kind of chuckled <laughs> I... and I feel bad. I was just like, whoa, because he's like, Duh. I'm like. <laughs> what? Oh my god, he just hit Baby Yoda. Oh my god, what an asshole. Oh, and then he hit him again. I'm like, all right, that's all right, once once was fun. But it's too much. And then so I And then that bounty droid comes in or the nurse droid now comes in and then gets Baby Yoda and goes back into town and starts wrecking shit. Oh man, yeah, that was that was a little bit over the top, but I didn't it didn't take me out of it. It's over. It was over the top in a very, very good Star Wars way. Yeah, yeah. It was a total Star Warsy over the top thing that wasn't that wasn't like a chase in Episode Two over Coruscant. That was right. dumb. <laughs> this was really fun, and it was so goofy. It was, but I liked it. That's 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 pretty much what the series is. I mean, yeah, it has it has moments that are goofy and pandering, but they're done right. This is this is this is a cheesy space western that's what it's, it, yeah. it's exactly what it, it knows what it is it knows exactly what it is and i'm fine with it yeah and a uh, lot and a lot of that goes to uh goes to favaro because yeah if this is what he gives you with eight episodes i kind of wish he directed rise of skywalker to be honest with you uh, right but they don't trust him with that big a budget no, yeah, no. hell no but yeah so uh i don't i don't remember exactly the events of what happened next well, they when they come kicking out. Oh yeah, because the robot shows up and then they. Yeah, just, when Mando comes kicking out and starts going to town being Mando, that was good. That was good, and then uh, and then he blows up the uh, big weapon. Gideon yeah, does. Yeah, and then you know he's Mando's hurt, and they're trying to escape through the sewers. I like Some that stuff. When um Which whenever part? the whenever the well when they're coming in with fire. And then Baby Yoda stands up yes. and uses the force to block the fire. And they still don't know he, what when, it he, is. when he flicked his hand and the fire just went back. Yes. <laughs> that was good. I want when the when the music started to swell, I was like, Oh my god, we're getting a force theme and it wasn't the force theme. No, but I'm okay with the fact that it wasn't. I me mean, too. It would have been nice to hear it, but it would have been, but there's a time. This show's place. got its own score. Um and it does not sound like a John Williams score at all. 
um, which is a good decision. Yeah, I I agree because yeah, it's, every, it takes place not, in the same universe and it's still Star Wars, but that's the movies. That music belongs to the movies. I'm glad yeah. they went another direction with the and with the score. Uh, not even I I well I didn't see Solo, and I slept during Rogue One. I don't even know if those I, besides the uh, opening song. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the other songs are in those two movies either. Well, no, the opening, uh, the Star Wars theme isn't in uh, Rogue One at all. Well, it is, but for very not for very long because I don't do a crawl. It mm-hmm. just says Star Wars, Rogue One gets into it, but yeah. it still does the you know the grand okay. thing. At least I think it does. I like I rem- said, I slept during that movie. <laughs> I was and I and I probably. I've had many opportunities to to watch it because I've got nothing but free time on the weekends. Yeah, and it's just and my Disney Plus is just looking me right in the eye like you want to watch Rogue One. I'm like, not really. <laughs> I don't either. I really don't. Like, I'd I'd rather watch Empire again. <laughs> but so the, the so they escape through the sewers back to Mandalorian, <laughs> and come across I, a pile of, of old Mandalorian or, or no a discarded Mandalorian armor because they're all dead. Yeah, that sucked. That was heartbreaking. Because I'm pretty sure there went my Mandalorian backstory, like the Mandalorians, because everything you got... No, she she said some survived. Well, I think... Did she say that some survived or that she some may have survived? Something because, about they left the planet. Okay, because we have, don't know. But so maybe. they're scattered again. They're not together. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then you get one of the coolest scenes in this or in this uh, episode, where I I guess the blacksmith—I don't know what they call her—the forger, the forger. Yeah. And I thought for a second that she's just sitting there, like ready to die. And then the stormtroopers come in and surround her. And then nope, she just whoops the shit out of them and throws one of them into the forge and melts so quickly. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah. That was that was gruesome, but it was awesome. And then the 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 the, uh, the helmets breaking apart when she's hitting them with her tools. Yeah, because that's because uh, I'm pretty sure those uh, those tools are also Beskar steel, mm-hmm. which I actually did do some prior research into a lot of the Mandalorian backstory. Not a, not a lot because it's very confusing mm-hmm. if you have somebody just explaining it to you. Like right. you either have to read it or watch it. But apparently, Beskar steel is like one of the most coveted alloys in the entire galaxy because it can it's basically act. this universe's vibranium. Well, yeah, cuz it can even it can even block a lightsaber. Yeah, nothing can penetrate it. Yeah. So, and that's that's why at the beginning of this show that's all they care about is getting the Beskar back to the Mandalorians, which is which the steel is only found on their home planet. Mm-hmm. So, there's something some of y'all might not have known. And I do like how I loved the way they mentioned Jedi. They yeah. called she called them uh like, when when it, the great Mandalore uh battled a uh was it a guild? No, a uh a guild of sorcerers known as Jedi. Yeah. I was like, "Wow." So she knows what they're, they are. So they're they're well they're 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 shrouded in mystery and legend because they haven't been around for so long. Well, realistically speaking, because this pl- takes place what five years after the after Jedi, mm-hmm. so that's about thirty five years that the Jedi haven't been around. 
Well, also, uh, the Mandalorians were scattered throughout the galaxy. They were on the Outer Rim mostly. And the Jedi obviously don't give a shit about the Outer Rim. No. So they never went out there. Um, and no one really knew about... There were only two of them left, basically. And they were, sitting, they were you know, Vader and the Emperor. So That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I can see how it could get lost. And no one's really heard of them or seen the Force or being used it was it was a the way they explain it and the way they they present the force in this show is i mean i, I like guess, it it's it's a mystery i mean i guess but for me it's hard to suspend belief that you would lose so much of the galaxy's history in such a short amount of time you know what i mean but i get it yeah it's just that's just me nitpicking i guess well it's that's with 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 any civilization you start talking about people that stories of people that can move things with their mind. Oh, that's a bunch of hokey, hokey horse shit. We don't need to hear that. There's a bunch of mumbo yeah, jumbo. Even, yeah, because even Han didn't believe it, and I'm mm. pretty sure he was around for the rise of the Empire or the fall of the Jedi. I don't know how old he was during uh, uh, episode, or A New Hope, but is it crazy to suspend belief that he might have been alive no. during that? I don't know. But I don't know. It, it, it's just I, I like the way they handle it. it, it yeah, that's fine for the for the scope of this story and these people. Yeah, it makes sense that they don't know. So because they spent so much of their time on the run, the Jedi haven't been around for that long to protect them. They've all, all they've known is the war. Which is if if that's where. Look, this show has actually gotten me very excited about what these people are actually are or, and were. If you want to give me another Star Wars trilogy and it's about the Mandalorian Wars, I'll watch it. I would too. Because I'm I just want I want different stories that take place outside of this what, 50 years? Mhm. Yeah. Because they even said Obi-Wan said for a thousand generations the Jedi were blah 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 blah. There are thousands of stories that you can tell. Oh, absolutely. And because the Mandalorian Wars are a big central part of, you know, they're they're written and shown in TV shows all the time. They're referenced, they're they're talked about in comic books and regular books. I'm not obviously going to go read books because (laughs) movies exist and it's 2020. Right. So if you want to go ahead and make that trilogy or just that spin-off movie, I'd watch it. Oh yeah. And I'm there and I'm and I'm a, at this point they're not even spin-offs anymore. They were when they were about they were they took place in this 50 years, but if you want to just make a new Star Wars movie, it's not a spin-off. No, not at all. Just tell something else within this which which is what this series is doing and why I like it so much. But that also gives me I w- I want to say worry about Kenobi mm-hmm. because it takes place in between two established timelines. Right. Just like with Rogue One, I don't care about these characters because none of them are around. So with Obi-Wan, how are you going to tell me a story that I'm interested in when I already know pretty much where it's going to go? Or at least where it ends. They got they got to do something. I don't. I don't think McGregor would have come back on as that character if it was wasn't something intriguing about the script. But and I suppose you're you're right. But and if you're gonna bring if you're gonna bring Darth Maul back, Godspeed. Take all my money, please. But 
You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I do. Totally agree with you. Yeah, and it's also the it was also the same with Solo. Don't need to see it because there are two characters in this movie I know are going to make it, and that's Han Solo and Chewbacca and Lando. Everyone else, don't give a shit. Never seen him before. Probably never going to see him again. Nope. Nope. I have no the idea people you're supposed to care is. about that are in danger, you know, aren't in danger because they're going to survive. Yeah, I, I have no <laughs> idea who these characters are, and if I do see them again, I'll be like, I'll, I'll even say, "Who's that?" I don't. So if, as long as here, Why as long here? as they go the route of it not making Obi Wan in danger and him preventing danger from happening, that's different. Sure. But in any event, um, the big the big reveal at the end of this episode of Episode Eight, whenever we see that. After Gideon, yeah. after Mando uses his jetpack for the first time and hangs on to a Tie Fighter with one arm, <laughs> yeah, that was a little I, over the top. I didn't, I didn't care, but, but uh, yeah, it was, it was still fun to look at. I was like, okay, he's gonna fall, he's gonna fall. And that's another but, thing I liked. I liked that he didn't have a jetpack this whole time because that would have solved so many problems very easily. It would have. But the, yeah, he gets it at the end and then you know blows his ship up. And Moff Gideon's still alive, and he has the dark saber. Oh yes, which is which I couldn't believe I was that, seeing it. See that I did do research on because I had no idea what that. I knew that it existed, but I didn't know what it was. Apparently, there was one Mandalorian Jedi ever, ever, and he made that. Yeah, Darth Maul has had it before. It's been it's been you know handed down from owner to owner and all that. Usually the 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 I think it was usually the head of the Mandalorians that had it, and then mm-hmm. Darth Maul had it for a while. And I'm I'm wondering where the fuck did you get that? Exactly. Where did he find it? How does he know about it? And if you want to dedicate a good ha- a good entire episode to that, go ahead. Please. I have no problem with that as because if you're just going to have baby Yoda walking around eating frogs and not communicating, then at least show <laughs> me something I want to see that's actually relevant to what's going on and would work with the structure of the show. Yeah. Go ahead. They're episodic, so give me the dedicated episode to how he got that. Yeah, I don't care. And I would don't and don't make it don't cheapen it by just saying it in dialogue. Just show it. Yeah, show me. Because I don't want. Where'd you get that? Uh, A good question for another time. Fuck you, Force Awakens. (laughs) Well, even even if he's like. Several years ago, I was at this epic battle, and it's just nothing but him talking to a person. No, don't do, don't don't give me that scene. Give me yeah, an entire episode. This of, is a flashback moment. Yeah. Give me an episode of him finding it. Yeah. Show me why I should care that he has it. Yeah, because yeah, he has it, but he's an old man. He he doesn't yeah. he doesn't strike me as much of a threat on his own. I don't I don't want to I don't want them to just show it and then him just have it. Yeah. Give me a reason why he has it. You you don't show something like that. Right. And give it that much importance. Exactly. In a show. They focused on it. Yeah, they did. They really did. Cuz uh, yeah, cuz like I said, he's an old man, not much of a threat combat-wise, but maybe he was when he got it, so he's a force to be reckoned with. Maybe he knows. See, that's the thing too is I think this guy knows about the force, and that's why they want this kid. I think so too because you know because they never straight up say it in the first episode. No, no, it's uh, three when episode three when he's going back to save him, right? And he's got his uh, scope on the on the building. Listen, this you know it's going in and out. Uh, his surveillance. Yeah, you hear you hear the one guy say something about extract it. So I don't know if they're trying to get his blood to see if they can 
make something or clone. I don't know, but well, they want him for something, and it's got to do with the Force. That someone knows this, what this is. This is stupid. Okay. And I thought of it last night, and I can't believe I thought it. I'm like, oh my god, they they would never. I what if, and please don't. What if they were trying to extract his medichlorians? No, don't give me that. No, don't do that. Because if it can be, because if you, if if metachlorians are in your blood, just transplant the blood into me, and every everyone on the planet now has force powers. <laughs> this is the best planet ever. We 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 privatize world peace. Just everyone has force powers now. It's stupid, but I thought, okay, if metachlorians are in your blood, why can't you transfuse it? That's what I thought. I was not high. I swear <laughs> to God, I was not high at all. I just thought. Why can't you trans? Why can't you transplant blood if that's where the metachlorians are? Mm. Well, I don't know. I just hope they don't go that way. With I, it. Yeah, but they retcon metachlorians almost immediately after, so, which is fine. Yeah. But that's that's the dumbest thing that I think I've thought in a very long time. <laughs> I'm glad you come to terms with it. <laughs> oh, I knew when I said it. I, I almost slapped myself. I'm like, "Are you hot? No, I'm not." I had a conversation with myself. You're hot. I'm not high. I should have been for that dumb question, but I wasn't. <laughs> I think I maybe had one beer. So I was... Wow. Uh, yeah, that was a... I'm sorry that happened to that you. That was a low point of my week. <laughs> I, oh, so man. I'm excited for season two. Yes. Uh, very much. I, I love Pedro Pascal as mm-hmm. Mando. I love Carl Weathers and uh, my... my Future wife, what is her oh, name? Gina Carano. Yes, she is just wonderful. I don't know. I don't know if I want to see more of her or just the right amount. Because if you remember on the poster or whatever the the art they have for the Mandalorian, it's Mando, her, and the robot, but they're barely in it at all. Right. So, would you like to see more of her or just as much as we've been getting? Because I'm I, okay I, with either way. I think that. If we get just enough of her when... When it's necessary? Yeah, when she's needed, when Mando needs her. Right. I am totally happy with the fact that they didn't go with the love interest route. Oh, yeah, me too. Because I thought they were going to in the last episode, and like, no, they didn't. Thank you for that. Recognize that we're not here for that. This is Star Wars. We're not here for the for the kissing. No, we're not. We're that's, just a, that's just a byproduct. We're here for the, for the pew-pews and the... And the, and the chases and yeah. the explosions and stuff. And the force. And the force. But yeah, I I, I highly recommend this show. I do it's, too. It's, it's, got, it's got a couple of low points. Not many though. Not and many. that's great. But here's the thing. Even though one low point is an entire episode. Yeah, like I said. Which, that's- you know, going back to that episode, I, I don't hate the idea of the episode. I just think that making it to where he had to do the whole Robin Hood thing and teach him how to fight was just the wrong direction to go. He could have just found this place. I need to stay here. I'm in refuge. They take him in. They're looking the entire empire's looking for him anyway. Right. With every bounty hunter they can find. So yeah, they and in the end of the episode the bounty hunter comes anyway. So why wasn't the threat the entire time a bounty hunter with an a, with an ATST? I see the way I would have done it is so he 
he he he he he really loves this place. He thinks it's safe. He comes to like these people, and then there's a threat. Yeah, about halfway that, through. Yeah, halfway through. That's not imperial. It's not a bounty hunter. It's just this other tribe is a bunch of dicks. And he's like, all right, I like this place so much. I'll take care of it for you, and I'll pretty much be your sheriff. Kind of like what? Kind of like Wyatt Earp and Tombstone. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I, because I like it here. I'll involve myself. Yeah. And I, I, and there's no monster. It's just him, one guy, maybe Gina Carano, against a larger force, and they have to use their the the skills that they have against this against this tribe, and that's it. I would have been totally fine with that. And then at the end, the bounty hunter comes anyway, and he's like, "There's nothing I can do. I can't stay here because yeah. they're going to come." Because it was he was he was totally happy to stay when it was just that group of tribe being dicks. I, that's how I would have done it. But he was gonna he was just gonna leave the kid there anyway. Yeah, he was, but he realized that he couldn't. And but he, there, there, there's a, there's a million different directions they could have gone with that episode and made it palatable. Yeah, that the 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 the, the Walker was. Fan service done wrong. It was. It was completely done wrong. Is this what sentient now or something? And I don't it, know if it was sentient or there was somebody in there. And it and growls. I don't, and I don't care. I don't care if it was sentient or not. I think it was just a bad decision. It was. But if that's the worst that this show has done so far, then I think they're on track for something special. I think so too. Because like I said, it, it picked up again. And brought me back in, and because at that fourth episode, I was just like, eh, "Yeah, I hope this is a telling of where we're going." And it wasn't, so I'm I, I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah, also, I, I watched it again. I was surprised Favreau wrote that episode. Yeah, that is weird, huh? But I don't know. I just think he could have. There was something else they could have done. Um, it looked good. Bryce Dallas Howard did a good job directing the episode, but. Other than that, I, I and I cared about wanting him. I saw how happy the kid was, and yeah, it makes you a little sad whenever he has to go, right? But and you know, and they tried to give Mando a kind of sort of almost love interest in that episode. I, it was. I don't think it was a love interest. It was more of a they're trying to humanize him, right? And but he was like, I don't belong here. And she was trying to tell him, like you, you know, you can stay here, whatever. Just take the mask off. And it just shows how it shows how much that he did actually care about those people, because when anyone else had tried to take his mask off, he would have killed. Oh, and I'm pretty sure. Well, he didn't kill the uh, the devil guy in the next episode because him and Bill Burr tried to take his mask off because they were even saying yeah. they were sitting there talking like, "What's under the mask?" And he just Bill Burr just gave him a nod, and then they fought. He. He was about to kill Clancy oh, yeah. Brown. He was, but he didn't. But it was obvious that uh, if something hadn't stopped him, like they, I, I think it was because they were coming up on the ship. Yeah. If they weren't just coming up on the ship, that guy would have been dead. He would have been. But yeah, it's, it's little things like that in the episode work. It's it's, it's the whole get them to treat, teach them how to fight thing, and there's a monster. I don't get it. No, I I didn't care for that at all. Yeah, because once you once you say I'm going to teach these people how to fight. That already lets me know that the next 10 minutes of my life are going to be watching you training them. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. I don't care Because either. I've seen this cliche a thousand times. I know how it's going to go. Let me guess. They're very terrible. And then 
they're still terrible, and then they start getting a little bit better, and then they get very good, and then the the guy nods his head like, we're ready. <laughs> that's almost exactly what happened. How did, I do? Exactly How did happened. I do? How did I do? Was it, that it? That was almost point for point. Yeah. <laughs> God, we got a Rocky training montage in a Star Wars episode. No, you know what we got? Mulan. We got Mulan. Let's get down to business. They might as well have. I guarantee you, you could probably take that scene, put that song there, and it works. You take that whole little storyline out of that episode, and it works. Uh-huh. Everything else, everything else with that episode is just fine. Yeah, because that, cause that's only half the episode, and the other half has nothing to do with the second half. Nope. At all. Not at all. Yeah, it was just a... It was just, it was just not great. You can almost skip the episode. I did. I'm not gonna lie to you because I, when I said I watched it yesterday, I watched seven episodes yesterday. I skipped that one. I watched it again today. Uh, just I wanted to see what would change with my opinion. Fair. And or if it would, and that's where it boils down to is I like the episode except for that part. Except for the whole training thing and fighting the monster and this is what we need to do and let's come together as a family. I don't know. Stop it. We don't need to hear it. It has nothing to do with anything. No. But other than that, I don't really have a whole lot more no. on this show. No. It was Just, it was a very fun ride and I recommend it to everybody. Absolutely. And I even told my friend this because he's not a Star Wars guy. I think he's seen A New Hope and that's it. He asked. He actually asked me yesterday. He's like, a lot of people talk about this show. Do I have to watch Star Wars to get this show? No, you do not. No, you don't. And that's there, a, that's there, are, there are things that you would you enjoy more if you know what what they're showing you. Mm-hmm. But overall, no, you don't. And that's great. Will this show make you want to watch the movies? Probably. I would say not really, because they have nothing to do with anything else that ever goes on. Well, I mean, if you if you're a fan of this universe and how it works yeah. and how it looks and. But if you've never seen Star Wars before, I would say maybe, maybe not. It's really up to you. But i i didn't watch I didn't watch the show and immediately go think, "Oh man, I want to watch another Star Wars movie." Like, oh I, no, I didn't either. Yeah, but you know, it's like I said, this show does it, it does some things very, very right, and its placement in in our time, I think, is a good spot for it to be. Especially with how disappointing the last film was, but you know, it's like I said, it's just different enough to give us a. It's fresh. It feels fresh and familiar at the same time, and that's why I like this. I like this series a lot. Yeah, I I copy and paste what you just said because right on. I I can't, I can't really say anything anything bad about it except for that episode i very much in, i very much enjoyed it thoroughly mm-hmm. uh i don't know because i've already seen it twice i don't know if i'll watch it again i might watch certain episodes again because they were very fun but yeah i i, I can't wait for season two and yeah. unless you've got anything else man i nope. think we can go ahead and wrap this puppy we up. sure can so i don't really know what we're gonna do next week i haven't thought about that either we'll decide that tonight all right so we'll just post it or just let it be a surprise. Yeah, we can do that Screw too. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys later. Later, man.